What's up and welcome to this episode of How Not to Summon a Dungeon Master, Season 1, The Wrap-Up Show. So we're just here to basically have a bit of a chat about how Season 1 of The Witcher, our first D&D show, went. Really. Little chin-waggy. Just a little chat to uh, sort of talk about all the highs and lows of the uh, Season 1 and what we thought was good, what we didn't. Mainly lows. Mainly lows. And uh, Fran isn't with us. Um, she was unable to come today. But we'll discuss some of Fran's moments as well while we're here, because I'm sure we can remember. She was involved, yeah. To highlight. <laughs> <laughs> she was present, yes. Well, firstly, how do we feel like season one went? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I um, really enjoyed it. It's the first campaign that I have been a player and got through a chunk for fucking decades. Yeah, I mean... I'm it always was, the DM. It was D&D that I mashed some Witcher world rules into, basically. I just took some aspects from Witcher 3, a game that I love and played a lot, and I just tried to sort of fuse it all together and make it make sense. I mean, that was the conversation we had when we formed up um, this first campaign. And you said, oh, I'd really like to try doing a Witcher campaign. And I think you, Grayson, had said that there was um, Witcher campaign. There is an official Witcher tabletop rules. There is now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've been out for a couple of years. I did study uh, them and look at them, and I and they, they are, are complex. They're highly praised. <clears throat> they are. They're very complex, um, and it would be a very. We wanted to jump into it quickly, so I didn't have the luxury of trying to learn those mechanics. And somebody who's I was new to D and D. Really, I'd only played one campaign properly. Prior and you'd never to doing done D and D. And I'd never dungeon mastered. This was my first ever time being a dungeon master. How'd you find it? Difficult, definitely difficult, but I the enjoyment you get out of being put on the spot and having to create something and actually succeeding. And pulling it off. You, you, you yeah. genuinely get such a kick out of running off your own imagination. That's why I love being on that side of the screen. Yeah. it's I find it more rewarding. Absolutely. I think the players have it harder than a DM. I think they do. DMs the moan. have to literally summarise what they're going to yeah. do all the time. DMs moan all the time about prep time, but... Prep time is a couple of hours here and there. I was going to say, my prep time was very little. Yeah. I ran off of my memory memory of the game and how I could fuse them together was just on the spot every single time. Most of the towns you saw in the campaign were just on the spot. I knew roughly where I wanted you to go, but that was it. That's you're, all you need to know. Yeah, That's yeah. It. You're, you're a true DM then. That is honestly, Flying by the seat yeah, of your pants. 100%. Most of the time it was definitely that. I knew the general missions I wanted you to do, but that was it. Getting you to them, I was like, I'm sure I'll find a way to make them do them. But even that's difficult at times. It is. Circling back players. How long did you spend actually setting up the campaign? Not long. Not long. A few hours. That's yeah. it. But that's sort of a good DM. That's it. And, get, that get would, and, and I'm saying like I would plan only a few episodes ahead at a time as well. And it that's wasn't the like way. I had the full season planned out in one hit. It was, I'll get us to the next point and then I'll see how I want to play the next bit. Because it changes every you've, single time. You've yeah. got to because of the reaction of the players. I don't think you can plan out a full start to finish thing. No, without, you can't. Because it, it, there's so many divergence. This is, when I write stories, this is why I have bullet points, but no map on how to get to them yes i find that's that, the that, easiest way to play it. you know where you want them to go and it's it just also getting them there gives the players freedom to between those bullet points do whatever they want to do 
I think you've just got to react. If you were to force somebody to go from A to B, you I think may as well just watch a video. I was going to say it would become absolutely. That, that's pointless. a railroaded video game. Go, go do that. It's yeah. not what the end is about. I couldn't imagine you make like players wanting to do other things, and you're like, no, you can't do that. No, no. I just, I just let them play. How many times did you lie about what roles you got? Oh, never. Never. No, my roles oh. were genuine every time. A few times. Every time. My, my Do you not remember when he started doing them? And I was like, oh, fuck off, you natural 20s. I, my, I got my dice taken away from me. Yes, you did, because <laughs> I was rolling too many 20s. Yeah. We And what happened once we changed those dice? Every, every roll the I ever The game balanced out. Yeah. <laughs> every roll I ever did was in front of you guys with a die. It was. I didn't have a screen to protect yeah. me either. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. No. We, we were throwing shit at him and everything. <laughs> no, the, I had nothing. The DM unofficial DM rulebook is to lie about your roles to better the story or the players and make it balanced. I mean, or that, that makes sense. But you didn't really lie about it. the health of but your monster to make it interesting. Or I did change the health of monsters. Yeah. Because they were, I, when we got to the fight, I realised that they were too powerful. Yeah, and you'll the do that all the time. Created. And the quickest fix is just go. I'm going to knock a bit of health off. That's there. all I did. Is I I saw I, I saw what damage my monster was doing, and I was like, this was is touching go. Was it? Was and it, it should the be touching go. No, the ghouls. You, the perfect example is when you guys fought the ghouls. They were. I left them as is. I took a few of them away because I thought, oh, I'm, I'm overdoing it with like six or seven of them. Was so it I'll the do, moment when I'll both of these four. two... It was the legs. moment you ran in and was basically ripped to pieces by four of them immediately. And I was yep. like, shit. I was like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill the party off very quickly with the lowest level monsters I was going to throw at them. So, but, but that was your mistake. You rolled the one and fell into the middle oh, of four absolutely. of them. So it wasn't, I didn't want you to take four on in one go. I was hoping you weren't, but one didn't run in and stood pointing while you ran Majestically in. pointing, I love you know. <laughs> so, That's what we're calling it. Well, remember, I did say they're over there and he decided to run at them. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, you do have to alter things. Absolutely. Particularly monsters. But I tried to keep combat so light because I really wanted... I, I get more of a kick, and I'm sure you guys do as well, out of just... Role playing. The, the, the storytelling is the best part 100%. of any role playing game. And it's I a role playing game. It well. is not a combat game. It is a role playing game. Yeah. Well, I had no warning on my game that I had to role play. <laughs> Where does it say on this that I had to role play? I think that gives everyone a better experience. I think it gives the listeners a better experience, not it having gives to them... sit there listening to combat I... rather the story. I think it's better that we role play and do a more serious tone than other podcasts do because funny's been done a, a lot a lot a lot and we didn't want our podcast to be that no and my campaign was designed to have funny moments but actually there's some serious storylines in there there's some puzzles there's conf- confusing moments where you don't really know what you're going to do yeah um and we'll talk about Dead them babies later. what was we your... will talk about them later what was your favorite moment from the campaign my favorite moment would have to be when you killed the dryad. It was something I'd set up and the speech itself was set up ready for the decision you'd made. Now I had pre-planned because obviously the whole thing was a 50-50 and it was the story itself would have taken two different paths. I'll talk about my 50-50s later. Um, But we'll have a spoilers section, I think, for that one. I think this whole thing is a spoilers thing. It was sitting there watching you all be so indecisive because you just didn't know what you were going to do. I did. 
You were playing it over <laughs> in your head. You were asking so many questions to try and figure out what the right answer was. But I had specifically designed it so it wasn't going to give you the details you needed to make the right, what would have maybe been the right choice. What was your favourite moments? I love some of the weird villages that you sent me to because they were perfect for my character. So you had Mudclops, which was, it's a small world village. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I The very I, overly happy-go-lucky one. Hated I loved that. It. I loved and it. you also hated had that. Crookback, which was the village of cultists. Again, I loved it. Still, still enjoyed all these different places. That was the thing I really enjoyed doing. Because you had the keep, the Baron's keep. The Baron, that that little bit is probably my favourite little bit. The Baron, I enjoyed himself. the Baron, yeah. Um, um, and the uh, how much because I I like to stay quiet. Yes. Um, I think that's what a witch would do. They are they speak when analyze. they need to speak. Yeah, yeah. And watch these two kind of pop off. But witches are less emotionally attached to what's yeah. happening. Obviously, we tried to, we have developed your character to be yes. somewhat different from other witches, and that was obviously given yeah. to you by the dryad at the end. But but having a bit where it was relying on me to speak to this baron, yeah, I I enjoyed that. It was a good a good five minutes. It was to try and grip the witcher and bring out some emotion from the witcher, yeah. where he couldn't just be like, "I'm after this guy's coin." It's there's so much complexity to the Baron and, and his storyline and the actions he's taken. Oh, in the end. Yeah. When I forced him to bury it. Forced him to carry the, the child yeah. visibly to all the villagers. But then also the way you treated the Baron when you returned with Anna, his yeah. wife. When you literally, instead of just giving him Anna and going, give me the information, we'll leave. It was actually, no, you need to be better. Yeah. Or I'll kill you was pretty much it that was it yeah absolutely I'm, tr- I'm trying to think as well one of my main things that i really enjoyed from the campaign was all the different accents i loved i tried the, the, <laughs> not, not just I mean, I mean in i enjoyed it for all the accents from everybody yeah the different styles of play yeah yeah because we do role playing and we've done role playing before this was the first time i ever decided i was going to try an accent and I think it's the first time we, as a group, have really invested into doing full voices. And that. Yeah. yeah, I when I do, I'm more descriptive. I tend not to throw voices out there. Yeah, the Christmas yeah. one was a bit different. It was uh, supposed to be funny. Yeah, yeah. And have a laugh slug. with it. <laughs> yeah, the slug was a necessary one, though. That was a light-hearted <laughs> moment in something that had been horrendous for about two months of play. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it, it was, was a, 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 overdue. A, a palate cleanser yeah. in itself, but. Uh, I did enjoy the shop and the magical items. The, the 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 process around getting you guys to try and fucking invest in the magical items that you were so unsure about and did not want to tempt yourself with was difficult. That's an interesting thing. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> he will come back. Fuck off with but you. There are, like, trying to get you guys to, to understand these items that you just were so weary of you didn't want to touch them. I didn't. I didn't want to touch mine at all. Yes, but so in the end, it was forced on you. Yes, I noticed. DM (laughs) wanted something and he got it. So two of them have have been forced on. There's one still that I've openly allowed you to... Yeah. I did enjoy the hat reveal. Yeah, the hat was good. I enjoyed the hat. I enjoyed the hat reveal. The hat reveal was brilliant that it finally could talk to us. Fran's new to this whole podcasting thing and I think the hat is a really great way for her to drag her yeah. into 
and vocal which is why situations. Out of the three items, I thought that's the best one to give her. Yeah. Originally, that was going on your head, <laughs> and then I was like, no, I can't have the Witcher put the hat on. It just doesn't make it sense. It doesn't make and sense. Then I the was like, the right what decision. I can do is I can make Fran converse more by giving her somebody who only she can speak to. Yeah, even and though when we play off mic and we played for years, she was the most vocal. Yeah. All the time, twenty questions, all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. But you put a mic in front of her, she goes a bit shy. But killing but that... her and having the hat bring her back was the big reveal for her at that time. Yeah. Of like, actually, she's done nothing but moan about this hat, and then suddenly, it's shown its worth. As I wanted all the items to do. Um, however, I haven't been able to do it with two of them yet. But there's 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 much there's time for all of that. No, no, I don't think I will play with that. So your fifty-fifty decisions. There was there was a couple in here that you had um, during my campaign. One of the first one you came across, the real proper one, was the tower, the tower of rats, with the um, oh, when we set the, it on fire, the spirit that lived within the tower and the diary of the disease that you found. So spoilers, by the way. If yeah. you don't want to know... I mean, if they're listening to this... They're, they're listening listen to, to this is the end of season. They <laughs> yeah, shouldn't the, be anywhere the, near this <laughs> if they haven't finished the campaign. So, basically, you had a choice with this diary and you had the you had the choice to hand the, the journal, the ledger. You had a choice to hand that to the witch, to Kira Metz, and let her be on her way. You could have done anything with her. You could have challenged her. You could have fought her. I wouldn't have advised it. You saw how powerful she was early on in the campaign. You could have fought her. But you did what they can do in the game. You took the journal off of her. You said, no, you're not doing that. However, we will give you a chance to leave the place that you want to leave. And you offered her to go to Care Morhen, which was a great decision. Um, or you could have sent her on her way. And she obviously would have delivered the uh, journal to King Radovid. And that doesn't happen in the game. And I would have fucking had to have come up with <laughs> something that happens around Going that. Going to panic mode. That Well, that would have been a later problem, later me problem. But it would have been a huge later me problem. No, no. That would have been a later him problem. It would have been a later party problem, 100%. Yeah. But you had that choice and you made the right choice. But you also had the choice to bring her lover, Christoph. I think his name was Christoph. Because we made we made some jokes about him having a reindeer. Yeah. Um. So you could have brought him to her rather than take her body to him. And obviously, you took her body to him, and she killed him. You sort of yeah, rubbed no, your hands. At no that. skin off my nose. If you'd have brought her to him, uh, him to her, sorry, um, he still would have died. However, the moment itself would have been more of a romantic moment where he gave his life up willingly rather nah. than have her kill him. Nah. So, <laughs> not that world. Not, not, not that, that world. world. <laughs> so, I, I am more than happy to chuck a corpse into a room and shut the door and see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Your only other massive 50-50 was the Dryad, where you could have spared their life, freed them from the tree. Anna would have died. So the witch is out of anger because the Dryad would have freed the children and saved the children. Save the children. Save the children. <laughs> She would have saved the children, but she would have killed Anna. And then, if the Baron had found out that Anna was dead, would have killed himself, which would have left his keep to the slimy rat man, the little shit, his second hand, who would have took over. That's the repercussions that you would have had. But also, the Dryad would have come back and taken on the witches again and tried to free the lands. But instead, you freed the witches, which is another later you problem. That, that sounds like a future me problem. <laughs> so the witches will be back 
That sounds like a future Kira Mitz problem. <laughs> Why would that be? Well, they're not really witches, are they? But I did make subtle hints to that throughout the campaign that these aren't actual witches. They're just that's just the name given to them because they portray themselves as humans. Yeah, yeah and witch bitches. So, but you'll see their true forms and what they're really like later on. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> fine. Yeah. Is there anything you're looking forward to going forward from the campaign? I know what Novigrad's like. Any expectations? So obviously we ended with you I, entering the massive city. I don't have any expectations. City. No, I'm looking forward to those character-changing moments that ultimately look like nothing. Yes. Um, but they're uh, subtle. Unplanned. Um, that's the things I'm looking forward to doing and injecting little bits of those. But you've got like, the freedom like, to do it, haven't you? So? Yeah. Like uh, the, the Baron and the, how I dealt with his wife and handing her back the lashings. Yep. Dealing with humans. Taking on a journal now as yeah. well and, and, and realising the repercussions of the decision you made by yeah. killing the dryad, what I think was a big hit. And that showed when you guys left and I was like, do you want to converse about what's just happened? And you all went, no. Yeah. None of us Th- want to say a word to little character growthy pits. Yeah. That's the meat and veg. And even when you were leaving the witches, you chose not to go back in the chapel to speak to them. You were yeah. like, no, we'll grab Anna. And then they spoke to you and were like, we'll see you very soon. And you were like, you fucking will see me yeah, soon. Yeah, you're damn fucking right. So, do you know what I mean? Those those character changing moments. And obviously, you got to look forward to the big city. So we're going to go into a massive walled city in the next campaign with lots of stuff going on inside the city because it's controlled by... Radovid, who we established hates non-humans, and unfortunately, you're a party of non-humans. Right yeah. there. So yeah. um, it's going to be interesting how that plays out. But I've got lots of stuff that's going to go on. I feel like ponchons are plenty in this place. <laughs> ponchons are plenty. <laughs> there's lots of quirky... Hoods, there's, hoods everywhere. There's lots of quirky missions and stuff that's going to take place inside the city before you obviously get to the main storyline. There's, there's so many... I am interested about the Wild Hunt as well. The Wild Hunt, yeah. We only touched upon them very briefly. You only fought one Wild Hunt soldier and you had a level 10 witch with you when you did, which was the only reason you really won. But that's why I put him in there. I wanted to show the strength of the Wild Hunt, but go, you're all right at the minute. But now you know. Yeah. (laughs) Who would have known? (laughs) Not me. But they come up more prominent later on. So what's your favourite bit from each of our characters then? From what we started at, what single moment was your favourite from each character? It would be your interaction with the Baron at the end. At the very end when you dropped her off and you you played into what the Dryad had told you. The Dryad had told you your emotions are still locked in there somewhere. They haven't been eradicated. And then you chose to actually confront him and say, this is your opportunity. Because as I said, as a witcher, and especially the kind of witcher you were at the start of the game, you would have gone... There's that. Give me some money. Give me yeah. the information I want. I'm going. But throughout, you'd clearly started to change. Only slightly. Very subtly. Yeah. Because you still didn't And even like... resort to violence every yeah. single time. Again, with the werewolf. There was those subtle moments with the werewolf. The guy, when he was like, leave the woman with me. I'm going to kill her. And then I'll... you can have my head. I don't care. And instead, you were like, no, no, no. I'm not going to let you kill her. Even though she did die, obviously, in the end. Yeah. Which is what she wanted. But even then, you were like, I'm not going to kill you. You're not even that bad. You literally lock yourself away and don't harm people. So why would I why would I kill you? You're not a monster in my eyes. Yeah. Which which a witcher would be like you you're a werewolf, you're a monster. But you were like, No, I can see your actions behind that. Which was a good character developing moment, I think. My favourite dim dish scene. Dim dish 
established himself very late on, I'd say, as the greedy character. Um, but the moment he really, you caught me off guard, was when you killed the man, the, the poor man who stole one of your bottles of beer. Oh, no, backpack. He took your entire yeah, backpack. Yeah, he ran off with the backpack. You, yeah. He ran off with your backpack. I was drinking the beer at the fountain. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but the man that ran off with your backpack that you chose to, instead of chase down and collect your gear back, you were like, no, I'm just going to kill him off. That's it. Pfft, done. Took my shit. You know, and obviously I was like, this is this is a man that was bottom of the rung. He had nothing. And the only reason he was stealing is because he had nothing. And you were like, I don't care. Don't touch my stuff. I know what the Witcher world is. Yeah. And the Witcher world is you took my shit. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a cruel and harsh place. And that's what I wanted to create the illusion of, is that, that everybody in this world is f- fucked, basically, and, and out for themselves. And everyone's pretty greedy and uh, or, the, or they need help. But don't really thank you for that help yeah. either. Do you know what I mean? That you never get great rewards for what you do. In fact, you guys received fuck all really throughout this whole campaign. Yeah, not a lot. Like reward wise, I mean the first camp the first Devil in the Well mission you took, you turned around to the guy and as a party went, We don't even want your money because it was the dowry to his daughter and you were guys were like, No, leave it for the kid. But you took no money there. I mean, most of the time you took no money. Pretty much. In pretty much everything you did, you took you took the contract for the Griffin. You took that money. The but even then, you through gritted teeth, you took that money because the, at the time the guy was whipping a, a farmer, and you were like, "This is wrong," and this money feels wrong. So even through gritted teeth, you took the reward. So you know, as a party, Literally. you made fuck all. <laughs> the only money you really made was when he sold your car. I made a hearty profit. Yeah. When he sold no, the didn't. cart that also contained a gland of a griffin, arch griffin, that was worth thousands of gold. Could have been anything. <laughs> if it's on the cart, it's getting could sold. Have, could have happened to anyone. Could have happened to anyone. <laughs> Meeting the king was a good moment for me as well. Um, when Fran's hat finally kicked in and tried to attack. The first time she tried to attack somebody with a hat on, she couldn't fight it, was the king. Yeah. Of all the people. I dragged out the room. One of my (laughs) got dragged out the room. One of my favourite moments for the campaign was the realization when we were going up there, and it was a me realization and my character. I made sure my character realized it that we were about to go into a room and the king has a hat. Uh, That's not a good thing when we've clearly established that she's got a thing where a hat doesn't like other hats and i was like oh no this is not and i i could see it i felt in me jellies that this was the time where she wasn't gonna get it i like the brutalness you showed as well with the man who asked you to go into the swamp to find his cart oh yeah cart in brackets because he actually was a soldier from the white lilies i believe uh, who actually tried to steal a load of stuff yep and he was also after a box that you found that you never opened up to see what the contents were. Yeah. Because you just gave them straight to the captain of the guard, which was interesting because I thought as a you'd open it, but you didn't. Which no, is no, fine, no. Which contract is, is a contract is a contract. But the fact that when he explained himself to you, you were like, I'm going to cut your head off. I'm, you've literally lied to me. Yeah. You almost killed me. And almost killed me. Yeah. Because he was also the one that triggered the monsters. Because you dragged him into the swamp and then he screamed and ran. But that's and the, the brutal witchiness. Absolutely. That's... And that's that's exactly what I wanted from the world as well, though. Is that brutal? When I forced you to give up one of your witcher potions to, to potentially save a woman from the poison of a griffin. Yeah. You'll find out the repercussions of that as well. That will come up. What about Fran? What's your favourite moment from Fran? 
Her interactions with the hat have always been best, the best moments for her, I think, personally. That, and hence it why is I, the King's Chamber. Hence that why was, I, the King's Chamber was a brilliant moment. It was moment. so easy to picture that in your head, like you're the theatre of your mind, that yeah. happening, just this woman being dragged out, arguing with her hat. Constantly, that Saying no one else can me. hear. It sounded Nobody like a lunatic. Saying it's not me, it's the hat. It's the hat. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm looking at me and saying, help, help, help. And I'm like, oh, for God's the sake. The seduction scene was horrendous from That her. was hilarious. In a funny way. In the sense of, you sent her in to seduce the fucking giant hunter guy. And it was the most unseductive <laughs> thing. But I put, I put sexy music to it. That it just played off brilliantly to, to be this ultimate failure that this guy was just like, are we going to bone or not? Like, <laughs> I, 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 like, what are you doing? And then you like, took your shirt and she, off. And then she was like, I am not a prostitute. And it's like, what the fuck? You've literally just been trying to seduce him to help. And now when he's like, let's just do it then. And you're like, no, sir. <laughs> Me? <laughs> How about you die fighting a griffin and then I might fuck you? <laughs> Like, they were good. Maybe, as well. <laughs> yeah, it was a maybe. It was like, what the fuck? That was funny. And the fact that when it got to that point, you just went, I take my clothes off. I was like... Yeah, no, when he came over to speak yeah. to you, you were like, oh, I see where this is going. I take my shirt off. And it, was like, <laughs> it was as far away from what was happening. I'm exploring was, the world. <laughs> All the world. There were, there were just small funnies in there that just really helped sort of catapult the campaign when it needed it. I think any frustrating points got any frustrating points that's from all of for everyone, yeah, really. anything different that you would have changed no 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 I kind of was there any moments that frustrated you as a player where you wish you'd done something different or or changed not anything not really or... no because the the decisions I I knew what I would do yeah but the decision I've got to make is what my character would do so yeah. you can be frustrated with all the decisions, we I knew full well that it was a fucking a forest spirit. Yeah. But I knew my character would not know that. And it I would, would I didn't give the information yeah. to work it out. Either. And it would even though it was blatantly obvious and yeah. of listers it's blatantly obvious, but what we've got to do is stick to what our character would do, not what we would do yeah. with all the information. Which is we've the sign got. of good role playing. Yeah. So no, no frustrations, Anything nothing I've changed. Are you not frustrated that he sold the cart? No, I think it drove a wedge that's still there. Okay, yeah. But, well, yeah, because if you think about it, your interactions with Dimdish have been very little Limited. at best. Yeah. Limited. I mean, you spoke very briefly in the village of Crookback, but that was because you had no choice. We had to. Yeah. I, mean, I saved his life, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> we don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about that one Any frustrations for you? Yeah, I have. When he got a natural 20 on his fucking roll for the kid. For the kid. For Ashley. <laughs> Little Ashley. The one that you said you'd say. Yeah, I'd send him in a portal. You genuinely forgot. Yeah, I genuinely forgot. Yeah. I've got the worst memory on the planet. I've got it. I will say this now, right now. You believe him. Two, week, two weeks before, and when we left, when we, we'd done the campaign that week, I turned to you and I went, he's forgot about the kid. And I'm going to make sure I bring it up and we'll see how he reacts. 
And the fact that you got a natural 20. Nat 20, so baby. I believe that you... <laughs> the most critical nat 20 in the campaign so far. You had a plan. <laughs> no, you got a nat 20 for kicking open a door that I said was a complete waste of time because it was open <laughs> anyway. Was open. Yeah, but that, that, that Ashley nat 20 was absolutely critical. But the Ashley one, to lie to Dimbish <laughs> that you have a plan all along, so don't worry, don't question me. He's like, got to learn the meaning of hard work first. And, well... And you and you, and he literally was like, "I will never question you again, Witcher. You've always got a plan. Always got a plan." It was the f- the moment in that episode when I'm talking to you, and then you're like, "No, no, I'm going back to him." Okay, fair enough. No, that's fine. Completely believe him at that moment. Still washing dishes. Because Still washing happened. dishes, collecting and, glasses. And will forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, until the crippling disease that riddles his body claims yeah. his life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't worry about that. We don't that. worry about that one. <laughs> Ashley who? <laughs> <laughs> Ashley who? It's going to stay in my notes. It's going to stay in my notes. Oh, he also could have asked... Um, oh, when you pretended to be coy as well. With what? Um, with, with Yennefer. Yennefer. That you called uh, something completely... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know what it was, Yasmin. but yeah. Yasmin. Yasmin. Yeah. Yasmin, I presume. But it was like, no, I'm Jennifer. And you went, I'm playing that off as me just being coy. <laughs> there were some good funny moments. I like, I really, really stuck with me was you and the hunter when you were ta- asking him to come and fight with you. And I was like, no. And then I was like, but bring me the head back. And you're like, no. Like, Fair enough. Like, this is a manly chat that's just brilliant. It just makes sense. It was just like, yeah, Two alpha males. That's all that was. And it made so much sense. <laughs> They were funny moments that just made sense. The the character who I had to come up with on the spot, her name, and you were like, well, let's remember that in three sessions time. And I was like, well, she's never coming back again. Yeah, she's out back. She burst. <laughs> like, they were just brilliant. The cultist leader. The cultist leader. When he lets them go outside, that was hilarious. When he was floating and you were like, yeah. I take him outside and release him into the atmosphere. Yep. Like, there were just good, subtle moments of just comedy. The whole episode around the werewolf guy. And you guys just being sus. We and, knew. And dim dish. I'd like to study your face. <laughs> and it was just like, what are you want? <laughs> Subtle moments. Why are you judging me? Because we're judgy, judgy people. <laughs> like, it's just, they were brilliant little moments that just like, they offered that comedy aspect that we wanted to just introduce slightly. You've got to reset the palate. You've got to have that little bit of ginger with 100%. the sushi. That's what you've no. got to do. And, and they were the funny bits. Uh, like when... well, in every episode, we tried to do a funny in that point somewhere. It's natural. Just, yeah, when it was natural. That's when we did it. When it was natural, you put a funny in. I was trying to think when we were trying to have a wash as well. Well, no, I was, didn't try and have a wash. There was scenes I've when, when Fran's character was bathing and you sat on the riverbank and watched her. Yeah. And Dim just was like, what are we doing? Oh, I see what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, I sit down as well. My massive cock was not in my hand. I it's, see nothing wrong. His D16, <laughs> unfortunately. <clears throat> it was one of the... I checked his dice. They were all 16, apparently. <laughs> right. He rolled a 16 on his penis. Fair I enough. wish we had... I had down used my knee. inspiration to make him roll. <laughs> Two. <laughs> <laughs> Centimeters. <laughs> no, but there's so many bits that were enjoyable, <laughs> funny, sad, stupid. The turkey leg in the bath, yeah. Turkey leg in the bath was brilliant. <laughs> um, having the whole interaction with the Nilfgaard, with the Nilfgaardian captain. 
When yeah. when you were like, oh, with the Witcher, <laughs> the whipping scenes. <laughs> me, yeah. me, me, and or, the or the when you threw the apple at the captain guard, and I got a natural one to catch it, and it just hit the, <laughs> it hit the captain of the guard in the face with a wet apple. <laughs> like it's just things that happen that wouldn't happen without the dice. They give us and they take us. They do. I mean, that was the captain and me, where I'm standing there going, "You don't even have to do that." <laughs> it's like. Uh, he the wants guy. It. He wants it's, it. it's the moment where the guy with the whip. It was. Exactly it was more for me. It's Monty Python. The guy <laughs> it is. Yeah. The guy who hey, wants to be whipped. <laughs> Have you whipped the other guy? Yes, I've already whipped him. Oh, I whipped the witcher. Well, <laughs> and you come out with a self justice of I've just taken. I took ten. Ten, ten for him. That you didn't need to take. And it's the fact that I look at the captain and the captain looks at me at that moment. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Well, let's carry on. Let's just move on. That was a brilliant moment. I'm looking forward, go like looking forward to going forward with it um, for my own development as well. So now that I've got that first season out of the way, I feel like season two will be even better for me. Do you feel in, more confident? Absolutely. I I I wasn't actually that nervous going in, luckily, um, and I like to think that come across considering that was my first ever campaign as a dungeon master. So I feel like I did a, a pretty good job considering, um, but I think it's going to be better going forward. I think I think. The city doing Novigrad season two is going to be better for all of us. I think we know how we want our characters to be. Absolutely, I've got, in our I've got ideas. Skin. I came in with nothing because yeah. I know nothing about The Witcher. Yeah, and but you've got a grasp of the I've world got, itself oh, now. Uh, yeah, and just where I want him to go. Yeah, which which I think will then show and make the role play so much better as well going forward from all of us. Because we've all got that inner thing that the Dryad has given us now as well. The Dryad saying, like, it's your choice to dim dish his character, saying it's your choice. I can see the greed that you've got, but I can also inside see inside the healing spirit that is in you. Don't let the greed take over. That wasn't her saying, be that healing guy. It's her saying, don't let it take over, because it could. And then it's his choice then to as to what direction he takes his character. Yeah. And it was the same with everybody. It was the same with when, when the Dryad spoke to, to Fran's character, to Ren, and uh, was literally like, I can see the doubt inside you. Be confident. And I also wanted to bring Fran into that and go, now she I've needs, got to make my... She needs my, pulling back in yeah, every I want to make my yeah. character more confident now. Because that I've got, I've been told now by a spirit that I need to come forward and be more confident. And hopefully that will show as well. Because that's what I want from all of you is is to to know your character and to know the direction you oh, want to go. I do. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to next season. So what's going on next season, though, guys? We we probably well we'll do a, pr- a quick pre- uh, uh, talk about next preeminent. Next, yeah, yeah. Next week. Obviously, we promised Pokemon, um, but we've you turned on Pokemon. It's um, on hold. It's on. T- yeah, it's, it's on not, hold. There's, it's a, few, there's a few issues, so we'll put it on the back burner. We, it's we, still there. We want the campaign to be right. Because we don't want to be cliche. We're going to have tropes in there. It's, yeah. it's a given. It's Pokemon. We want the tropes. But we don't want it to be too cliche. We want it to be unique because that's what we want our show to be. I have let them know, guys, a very, very rough outline of where we're going. Uh, and I know where I'd like the campaign to go. But it will need some polishing. And it needs a little bit more work on it. Um, so Grayson has very honourably decided to take on the <laughs> mantle. Honourably. I have. So, what are we doing next? We're going to DC Comics. We're going to play some fucking superheroes. I mean, we're already heroes. It's fine. To our fans. <laughs> <laughs> the whole two of them. <laughs> Plus Fran. 
on that note. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go and be superheroes. So next in... week, we're uh, going to do an intro episode. Yeah, details yeah, of the world, the world and we'll set it up and... You'll meet our characters. Yeah. Shall I have the return? Do I do the return? No. No. <laughs> it's, the, it's the return we don't need. It's probably best not. <laughs> not unless you're going to so change forward. one vital word. So look forward to the uh, next Actually, campaign. I'll tell you what, I will. I'll change it. Okay. So stay tuned and watch your favourite summoning boys become superheroes. And on that note, it's time for us to chuff off. All you summoners can join us next time for the introduction to our brand new campaign on how not to summon a dungeon master if you've got any questions or queries or just want to see what we're up to you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook at how not to summon or join our discord at how not to summon a podcast or go to our link tree where you can find all our links there we go you can edit that bit out it's fine <laughs> it's you <laughs> it's me I'll he's telling his future self <laughs> remember Dick. i've been sheeny senpai i've been jim i've been grayson see you later guys i've been fran <laughs> <Ta-ra>. <laughs> see ya <laughs>